Welcome to one more episode Micro Podcast Digital Transformation Industry 4.0 and Emerging Technologies. I am Vijay Gunte and I am your host today. Today with us is Ravi Chandra. Ravi is an innovation lead and also a digital supply chain specialist, a business leader with a strong background on the IIoT product and as also as an IIoT product specialist. Welcome Ravi to our Micro Podcast. Can you also please introduce yourself to the audience? Hey Vijay, hi. Uh, thanks a lot for your uh, intro. Yes, um, you know I'm uh, from IIoT background. Uh, basically, it's been 20 plus years that I have been involved in IT industry at various levels. So currently, I'm uh, uh, innovation lead at Yoji. Um, we are a logistics platform company. Uh, earlier to this, I was uh, head of worldwide sales and marketing at a company called ATID, which is into industrial handheld readers uh, manufacturing. I was based in Korea, Seoul, and uh, I was, uh, we had a large coverage and uh, partners who are into digital supply chain or, and also into digital transformation projects worldwide. So uh, earlier to that, I had a brief stint at Oracle and as well as uh, uh, some, a uh, good time at uh, earlier ventures like Planet Asia. So altogether, it's been uh, 22 years in IT industry. So I have been specialized in uh, the latest technologies, the RFID, uh, like I said, UHF RFID is kind of predecessor to our modern and uh, modern IoT sensors. So uh, that gave us a platform to perfectly understand where the industry is heading. So. Yeah, I'd be happy to share my experiences. Uh, good to know, Ravi, and welcome to our show once one more time. So my next question is, I know you have very vast experience in the IoT field, IIoT field, industry 4.0, digital transformation space. I think you have a very fantastic journey also. Can you share some of the challenges you saw or you envisaged in your journey? Absolutely. So um, there are some typical uh, industry challenges when which which was not so visible when we are outside i mean not on the technology perspective so like for instance we uh, worked with a project at a large beverage uh, manufacturing industry where we have actually deployed uh, rfid earlier to for track and trace and also inventory uh, management and also uh, you know, overall, uh, their fleet uh, management as well. But uh, they faced some typical situation. What was happening is on the industry floor, the number of uh, bottles of beverage that were manufactured as per their uh, systems was different from what was shown in the billing system, what was packaged and uh, dispatched, that system was different. So uh, they had about 18 plants across India and then um, the, the situation was like, what exactly and where exactly things are going wrong. And then once we dig deep into the system, we realized that there is there are few things where, you know, minor issues like, you know, the, the sensor when it is reading the, uh, on the conveyor when the bottles are moving, if there is, there are some rejected uh, bottles, they're uh, negated and then the packaging that happens will be different. But whereas the system itself was counting the full uh, complete uh, you know, process. 
So only because of label or minor issue, these bottles are rejected. Because you know these, uh, you know there are some. You'll have to print certain, uh, you know, expiry dates and all those things onto the bottles. So in these kind of situations, what we did was uh, we were taking the the, the operation or the IT and OT integration that is required for the industry four was a perfect situation here, because these were not these were a completely uh, isolated systems basically, and what we were able to achieve there is we connected this we used a visual ai we set up some cameras we were looking at the the conveyor belt and exactly how many bottles were out for the packaging area the final packaging area and we were able to get the data from the system itself their existing manufacturing system we were able to pick the data from their HMI site, and then we were able to com com uh, exactly compare and come up with the answer, saying, okay, these many bottles were rejected, so this is where it is going wrong, and then we were able to connect it with the cloud server to give a proper analysis along with the billing system and ERP. Likewise, we had experience with uh, automotive manufacturer. There were a lot of cards that were coming in and out uh, you know, especially for their, um, when the, the finished vehicles are parked into their yard, there were a mismatch in terms of how many exactly, end of the day, the plant manager wanted uh, real statistics, like how many vehicles have been, uh, you know, categorized as not ready, not fit for, uh, you know, being dispatched. So uh, we were able to go through certain experiences where uh, specific challenges are not just technology perspective, they're also operational perspective. There are certain issues related to the, to the people and their, uh, you know, uh, the work process not being oriented towards adopting this kind of technology. It is, so uh, we face different kind of challenges there. So I believe they, it is not just uh, industry four as a technology perspective, there's, we'll have to look at the process perspective probably set up a standard operating procedure kind of things in place. And along with this, certain attitude at an individual level in terms of easy adoption, not just push them because certain areas where employees are used to the working style for, for X number of years, it's not so easy to move in. And beyond all these things, there was one very important uh, learning from our experiences I wouldn't say challenge, but it was a very, very good learning for us is sometimes because of passion, we tend to over automate systems. Uh, you know, in, in our rush to connect everything to the cloud, we rush into certain, uh, you know, complex systems. Whereas the on ground, what is required may not be that complex. So wherever there is a, what our learning is, you know, just address the problem area, connect, uh, you know, use the technology to the extent that is required in the place, and then leave it there. You know, that's the right point to begin with. Mm -hmm. I hope uh, uh, that would give you some kind of answer your question. No, I think Ravi, right, absolutely. I think the audience, so we are we are giving information to the audience. So audience will definitely love because they keep hearing these challenges from different, different perspectives of the industries and your advice and information gives value to the listeners also. 
So coming to my next question, from challenges with shift gears to the business models, you know, why business models, uh, uh, you know, Ravi? Uh, the pandemic, uh, the current pandemic and the post pandemics will be a different uh, perspective, like from the old business norm to the new business norm. Can you also throw some light on the business models, how we're going to be, especially in the industry 4.0 digital transformation era? Yes, absolutely. So uh, the very first thing is I'll, I'll just go through the, the business transformation part first. Uh, so here, what has happened is, in earlier um, scenario, we were having a manufacturer. There was a there was a channel for the manufacturer's goods to be supplied into the market, and then consumer. Right now, since because of e-commerce, we don't have the mid-channel. Uh, there's a possibility of the manufacturer himself directly being accessible to the customer. So there is a big shift in uh, in the manufacturing side also to look at, hey, why not we put up our own products for sale directly online? So customers would get advantage. Of course, they are still going with the traditional channel sales. So there is a, a what we are seeing is a good, very solid shift in the perspective of the manufacturers themselves. So it was earlier B2B strictly. Now it has moved to B2B as well as B2C. So uh, this is one shift and even the large players, like I, I, I just take a quick example of one of, um, um, basically it's a consulting organization. Someone like me, we are management consultants. Uh, so what we need is a lot of data for us to analyze and uh, you know, put some statistical models, understand the, the data thoroughly, and then come to some kind of uh, analysis and conclusions. So this was earlier situation where if I'm where to look at what is the market performance of say a seafood industry. So I would pick up a lot of data from the market and earlier data from uh, you know required sources and then put together and do my analysis. And then I would give my valuable suggestion. Now a management consultant cannot do that with ease because these dashboards are required to be real time. So what, they are, what is happening is, I'll give you an example for that. There is a, uh, you know, seafood uh, manufacturer, you know, typically their boats go into the ocean, they pick up this prawns, fresh prawns from the ocean, and then um, they come back and then they put it into the warehouse and then to the marketplace, retail store. So what they're trying to do now is, prawns get spoiled by the, in the transit. I mean, if you don't maintain certain temperature, the quality of prawn will get uh, deteriorated and you'll have to maintain that consistency either at the store warehouse level or at the retail store. Now, what they have done is any consumer walking into the store, he can scan a QR code and figure out when this prawn was caught at the time of uh, you know uh, packaging, what was the temperature when it was moved to the retail store, what was the temperature it was maintained? The entire tracing is available to the customers. So how is it available? Because this is available because of IoT, of course, sensors being enabled. The technology behind is irrelevant when it comes to the customer. All they need is, is this product fresh or not? So he would get that answer. 
so likewise uh, if if i were a company who would need how much of consumption is happening so management consultants what they are doing is they are giving software or a platform free of cost you know for example i am a management consultant i would like to know how much of seafood is uh, you know sold across uh, the border uh, you know south india basically so in in south india what i would do is i'll give my platform free of cost i would let people use my software free of cost they would maintain these temperature sensors whatever it is and sync to my platform use my software free because the data is coming into my platform so once that real time data is coming it is very easy as a management consultant to analyze you know how much was produced how much was a uh, supply on certain date and then i can accurately also predict how much would be the uh, availability of stock at certain time so my prediction bits and then my algorithms to kick in like you know my machine learning algorithms for the ai to you know get in place it all gets operational from there on because there's a real time streaming of data happening so there are a lot of things uh, which are changing in terms of business models totally new business models if if i were to say that i am going to do business the way i was doing earlier i don't think that's the right way of thought process you have to change i mean there's there, there's got a lot of things that are changing in the market and you have to keep up the pace with the market coming to the covid situation i in in my perspective i guess uh, yeah it was damaging to lot of small scale businesses and likewise some businesses got a uh, super big benefit out of it as well uh, so i would instead of uh, looking at in terms of benefit analysis cost benefit kind of analysis i would look at it as a an opportunity to reinvent the company strategy because what is behind us we cannot do much but what is going going forward what we have learned is there is a possibility for us to work independently work from home is the reality which was earlier almost like difficult to assume thought now you have resources available worldwide now it's not just that i am a indian company i have to hire people within india no if you are a, if you are aspiring to build a global product company or a globally uh, a product for global market why not take it as a challenge you hire a person in russia to build your software and then hire a person in us to build your ui ux and you got programmers developers sitting here in india so now as a small company what covid has learned given me as learning is i can make a global team and how to make it is also given to me so all i need to do is have change my perspective in terms of operations and my goals my alignment and there there are also learnings in terms of vulnerability that we have you know how delicate we are uh, dependent on the global currency markets and what will impact how it will impact if something is happening in china how is it impacting worldwide and even in the pharma sector so i guess there are a lot of uh, you know positives and of course negatives are too many uh, the more we dig into that we will start getting into more uh, you know difficult True. situations
Yeah. Yes, true, Ravi. True, Ravi. I think right while you are speaking, right, something came into my mind. I think right as you rightly said, right, sitting anywhere in the world, right, you can work on the other side of the line also. So I think now we are becoming more and more local. Global is becoming more of a local now. Absolutely. Uh, so coming to my next one, I know you have shared a, a few use cases and our audience would love to hear more and more use cases, as you know, right, because of the center new business models. Can you also share uh, some uh, some of your experiences in the case studies or use cases or pilots you worked or uh, you are working right now and what are your experiences there? Yeah, one of our uh, recent work experience was with the um, hospital industry, basically healthcare industry, because you know there's a lot of focus on healthcare. What has happened was uh, one of uh, um, you know, challenges they faced was in terms of uh, availability of the data in real time for the doctors to be able to save some of their patients' lives. So we were fortunate. I was consulting uh, a large hospital where uh, they had a wonderful vision in terms of their infrastructure. Everything is in place. Uh, but there were certain uh, small, small, mighty, uh, very tiny kind of challenges. For example, there are like four or five ICUs and they're very expensive equipment moving around all these ICUs. Not that, you know, all the equipment is required, but you know, whenever these equipments are moved, you know, uh, when a patient in ICU one requires a ventilator because of rush, there may be ventilators not immediately accessible, but it might be actually lying idle in some other ICU, ICU five or six, or in the just warehouse is idle, but nobody knows where it is. And by the time they trace it and get it to the patient, life is lost. So these, these were like situations that most of them, um, it's not that it has happened, but there were challenges they were facing like. So they were looking at like, okay, they asked me like, you know, is there a way we can see this all our critical equipment online and say that whenever my my team requires a ultrasound machine or a ventilator or something else so they should be able to quickly trace it and then go pick it and come back there should not be any kind of delay because for us it is like you know giving service to my patient it has to be accessible so what we did is we uh, decided to go with the proper uh, uh, set up and then we uh, advise them go with a POC. We run a proper POC with, uh, you know, uh, implementing hybrid technology. When I say hybrid, it's like, uh, you know, we were not so focused on promoting one particular or adopting one particular technology. So we put BLE beacons, uh, beacons for all the critical equipment. For non-critical equipment, there were a lot of non-critical equipment because they also we advise them you know why don't you also look at tracking your other equipment as well you know not just this equipment so we put we used rfid um, uh, on some of the non critical equipment and all the critical equipment were tagged with uh, beacons so and we will put some uh, BLE gateways across the infrastructure so what the result of our poc is like this uh, the management had a ready dashboard where they would they can see which equipment is where 
and they had uh, basically asset tracking. Their entire asset tracking is automated. They were able to see a dashboard where they can see where is the asset and in real time, not just. Uh, and they were able to use the same uh, infrastructure that we set up for patient tracking as well. Because in hospital, what happens is a patient is moved across different locations, either for x-ray or you know, blood test or whatever it is. So X places, the guy is moved, and then each place, if the doctor needs to track his patient, it's easy for him to trace him and then go address his requirement. So, uh, and, and you know, what, what goes best in digital infrastructure is, digital transformation when it happens is, you are literally making the hospital directly connect to the cloud. When that happens, you can keep loading many, many, many uh, applications on top of your existing uh, base infrastructure. So one is asset tracking. The second is patient tracking. The third, they can, uh, they, I mean, we just recommend it. It's not implemented yet, but the other ones are like, you know, if the visitor wants to, you know, go into certain x-ray department or some other in some 13th floor or 12th floor, it's often difficult for them to trace by themselves. They could give their indoor indoor location mapping. So these transformations are actually enabling them to do a better business. And uh, once the patient vitals are also integrated into this system, because uh, companies like Philips, they have come up with wonderful systems, very, very, very highly sophisticated systems where they are able to pull the data and give it to a dashboard directly. The patient, uh, you know, vitals, whether it's heart rate or you know, other other vitals. So these data can be fetched and put into single place. Then what happens is the application can further mature. So a doctor, whoever is walking in, can be having, he will have a mobile, a handheld where he can see. The moment he logs in, he gets all his patient's details. So, and he can individually select and figure out what is actually happening with him at that point of time in real time. And any patient heart rate is going abnormal or any other complication, he will get an alert. So the here, the AI is absolute, uh, I would say the blessing for the industry. AI will play its role and ensure that a lot of lives are saved. So we believe it's, it, it, was, it was fun actually, and also some kind of satisfaction that yes, we are contributing somewhere with our knowledge and it was, I mean, this is one of the experience. Yeah, I thought I'll just share it with you. Yeah, very interesting use case and then need of the day also. I think uh, Ravi, uh, to the listeners and audience, right? Uh, Ravi can speak on talking about more and more use cases because of the time <laughs> constraints. I would yeah. request uh, to connect Ravi uh, on LinkedIn or other social media. And then uh, you can talk, learn more and more on the use case, especially on the industry 4.0 and IIoT technologies and the implementations. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd be happy to support. Uh, yes. Uh, so I'll come to my final question because of the time constraints. So this is regarding uh, maybe right. You can share some of your advices because you need skills. You know that right to have this all to be into reality. Uh, the new technology is changing very fast. Uh, uh, the fresher students and professionals should look into the career exploration, career opportunities. 
So what kind of uh, uh, suggestions or advice you think uh, the new young generation and professional should look into it? Uh, one very, um, you know, very common misconception amongst uh, engineering graduates or students is if you ask them, what are they going to do? They would say, I'm going to get into software. Uh, I believe that that attitude and that generation is already gone. Uh, basically, there is software everywhere. You go into healthcare, manufacturing, logistics, everywhere there is software involved. So, and we are we have already passed that generation where, uh, you know, you can operate a software engineer in a totally different industry. So right now there is a software that is, if, if you are a civil engineer, you need to have some tools which are relevant to civil engineer. And once you are expert in that, you cannot do any kind of, you cannot give any kind of contribution into manufacturing side. So there is a lack of this basic understanding among students. So just blindly jump into computer science and say that I'm going to be a software engineer. So uh, I suggest that, you know, you know, the colleges or whoever is the training staff or uh, the seniors in the industry, they should enable these students to because this industry is changing so fast, unless we have very solid manpower in place, we cannot achieve our goal of say $5 trillion economy or whatever is the additional goals we have. And more importantly, we need more productive resources than large number of resources. So that productive resources is possible only when we have uh, that intelligence going into our uh, upcoming knowledge uh, society. So the students, I guess, should you know do more research on what exactly excites them. If I were a student, if, if something like machines will ex you know make me excited, probably I'll go into mechatronics, learn more tools in that, you know, become an expert in that. If I'm more of a service guy, and I need to go into hospitality or hotel industry. You know, there are tools specialized there and you'll have to look at your career in different path. And there are, and trust me, there is a technology involvement in almost every industry. There is no exception. So it will be great career if you have your, you know, thought process aligned. I guess, uh, you know, that's, that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, all right, excellent views. Uh... Uh, thanks uh, for joining us uh, and then sharing your valuable information and experience to the audience and to the listeners. Uh, I think that's a fantastic experience. Uh, I also got learning from you, listening from you, Ravi. Uh, thanks uh, for joining us once again. Absolutely, Vijay. The pleasure was mine. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much to all. Uh, to the audience, stay tuned for such more industrial insights on digital transformation industry 4.0 and emerging technologies from various industry experts.